Welcome to The Danger Room, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast focused on helping you prepare for the opponents you are yet to face. We discuss strategy, tips, tricks, and things that you should be considering to level up your gameplay. Don't forget to join us on our free Discord, or if you feel so inclined to become a Patreon, as we discuss MCP on a daily basis. The links will be in the description. On the podcast, regular members include Dizzard, Jacob, Mike, and Sploosh. Alright, welcome back to another week of The Danger Room, and this time it's only going to be Mike and I, um, due to Valentine's Day and things happening and just all that, and we are great with scheduling. Uh, <laughs> uh, so here we are, uh, just the two of us. Just the two of us. Um, it also helps that I'm not married, so... <laughs> that's fair. Um <laughs> I guess I'm just lucky. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyways, we're going to go ahead and talk about Season 7 TTS League because today marks basically the start of it as lists are finally locked, people are submitted, and we are here to party. So let's go ahead and start breaking down some stats for submissions for the League, and Mike is going to hit this for our Xavier Protocol segment. Yeah, so I am, uh, I'm the new Xavier I did uh, Jacob's stats for him, but that's okay. Jacob had other priorities, no problem. Uh, we have, so our affiliations, we have, I'm just going to read them off, 1 through 18, Avengers, Brotherhood, Criminals, Guardians, Convocation, Web Warriors, Sons, Black Order, Foes, X-Force, X-Men, A-Force, Dormammu, Asgard, Cabal, Wakanda, Defenders, Inhumans. Um, yeah. <laughs> Avengers is number one at 39 rosters. Also, uh, it's 14% of the population. No, no big surprise there, in my opinion. I was expecting them to be way up there. So that's yeah. not surprising by any means. I think uh, seeing like a mono Sam spam list from the past is going to be not as common. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are playing Steve Rogers and or Sam under Steve with Sam as like a backup plan. But I think people are really excited to play new Steve with like Hulk in particular. Oh, I completely agree. And then like black hat and Steve is stupid. Um, It's just, (laughs) it's just good. Steve, Steve is on the up and up in my opinion. I think he is contending to be, I think people have been sleeping on Steve a little too long for since the updates and finally getting away from Sam and playing the versatility that Avengers actually offers. So I'm yeah, Avengers Avengers have the best roster depth in the game. Um, on your point about Black Cat, I think we could talk about that later. I have some opinions yeah. about her. Um, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I think Brotherhood being number two, because you have them at 14% as well at 38 people taking them. I think that is amazing. And that just kind of just goes to show that, Brotherhood won with the uh, recent affiliation update. It's they're big right now. Yeah, a lot of people. Well, Juggernaut is really good. A lot of people like him. On top of that, like just from a thematic standpoint, Rogue is really great. Um, those are the two big winners for them. And then on the side, yeah. they got Gambit and Colossus, which you know some people like, some people don't. But um, Brotherhood, the big winners from the new wave. Absolutely. Uh, the syndicate surprise you being this high up, or is that kind of a uh, you expected it? Uh, so there have been some people that have been criminals fans and just waiting for their moment to strike per se. Yeah, um, but I don't think that represents this percentage of the field. I think a lot of people are playing criminals because a they're good, b they play Juggernaut really well, even if, though he's unaffiliated for them, and they're not particularly difficult to play. So I think if you're just running games semi-casually, you can get a lot of success with Syndicate because they're almost a gear check squad. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I I hate to see it, but oh man. Um, I'm curious how many of those 32 people playing Syndicates have uh, Scoundrels in their list. So Yeah, Scoundrels is pretty nasty at 20. They can run something like Kingpin, Bullseye, Black Cat, hood with lizard and juggernaut for splash yeah, that, <laughs> it's really hard to deal with for most people yeah i'm not looking forward to facing syndicate this season yeah uh guardians being up there i think that's awesome and scary at the same time um <laughs> i, I yeah, like it 
30 rosters are guardians. They, uh, 11% of the field. I think a lot of, again, I don't think they're that hard to play. <laughs> and I think that helps their numbers. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to like talk down to the community or anything. I'm just, it, it requires less reps to nail down. Yeah. And, uh, I think also they got buffed. A lot of people want to play these characters. They're popular from the movies, etc. And, uh, yeah, now's the best time to jump in. So I'm, I'm not gonna lie. You actually, so you, you said something right there that I think also kind of impacted my decision on what I was playing. Um, because I was trying out the Guardians list the with 23 and Badger to test it out. And to be completely honest, compared to playing X-Force, it was boring. Um, like, it just was. Like, X-Force requires you to think, because if you make a wrong move, it's going to fall downhill real quickly. Whereas Guardians has, like, the bodies to be able to, like, rely on just move, shoot, move, attack. Um, I don't care. I'm just going to keep pushing and attack you. Whereas, again, X-Force actually requires some thought, in my opinion. So... Again, not talking down on Guardians players, but I do generally think that I, I like to think when I'm playing, and I feel like the Guardians list for me was actually more boring than the X Force list. Yeah, maybe I've played Guardians a, a handful of times at the shop, and I, I get bored playing Guardians too. So, I mean, there's probably some things under the hood that, you know, the more experienced Guardians people probably disagree yeah. with me on that. Like, there's like, oh, there's these things you can do that. Uh, increase complexity or whatever but i don't know they're not for me but they're for a lot of other people and that's cool absolutely um i'm gonna say the one that is making me exceptionally happy and very interesting to me and that is 18 people playing x-force making them the number 10th most taken affiliation this is amazing to me that x-force is being taken this much even though they're number 10 and it's only 18 people to me this is huge um 23 and Badger definitely help out the team, but seeing them be number 10 and affiliations taken is awesome. Well, if it makes you feel worse, they're in <laughs> still in the bottom half. I mean, I, I completely, <laughs> completely understand this, but like, it's just funny because you look at everybody who does like a little tier list or does anything, X-Force is always at the bottom. Um, yes. But, but here we have... Uh, like Wakanda, Cabal, Asgard, Dark Dimension, even X-Men being taken less than X-Force. Uh, yeah, that is, is surprising to me. me. Yeah, because it's like typically when people say like, why are you playing X-Force when you can be playing the exact same team and the exact same lineup in X-Men with a better leadership or even better tactics cards. Um, and it just goes to show that either my ways of persuasion and convincing the community that X-Force isn't bad um, or just me constantly saying X-Force this is like 30 drinks already this episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> either either like me talking them up and being the hype man for x-force is actually working and i'm fooling the whole entire community or x-force is actually starting to get its own legs uh which uh, that's that's my opinion to be honest but that's just me i think it's cool uh, i i applaud the community for representing x-force as well as it is here even though it is only number 10 yeah personally i feel like they're in a place where they're about as good as x-men now yeah. Um, and that's like I said, represents on the the taken affiliations. So they're right next to each other. Um, some else? other things, yeah. So wizards are number five convocation. Yes. <laughs> that's very surprising to me. Um, I I'm not gonna lie. I think that this is due to the episode with uh, Pentagon. Uh, it might be. Ago. I noted. I was looking through lists and I noticed there were quite a few that were playing Pentagon's list, which is yeah. exciting. Well, it's just crazy because like, if you've been paying attention to the Danger Room Discord in the past while since that episode, there's been a lot of complication talk in the roster construction section and the general section. And it's just really cool to me to see that like someone has a cool idea like this and it just influences people or uh, people are like, wow, I didn't think about this way. This list might actually be fun to play. So it just goes to show like talk about the list that you're playing. Like don't try to keep that secret tech because you might like help influence the whole entire community to make affiliation that nobody's taking become the fifth most taken affiliation. Yeah. Yeah. That was very surprising to me. I mean, it's going to segue to the next part, but they're tied with web warriors at 24 mm -hmm. lists. Um, not really surprised here. I think if nah. uh, web warriors have traditionally always been pretty popular. Um, I think they're really good. Um, I think they're probably the <laughs> lowest of what we consider to be top tier in terms of affiliations taken because they're probably the hardest to play out of those. Agreed. 
I guess Black Order is lower than them. Um, so there, yeah, there is that. Also not like, super easy to play either. I feel like Black Order is lower just because you pretty much have to multi-affiliation with Black Order. Yes. Um, I will say, though, I think Web Warriors... Cause I, I've seen a lot of people talking about like your LVO list. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of like either clones or so I looked personal takes and um, Deaton is outside. There's one guy in Oceania playing an mm-hmm. exact clone of my LVO list, um, but Deaton and I are obviously playing the newest version because he's worked with me on it. And yeah. outside of that, there are maybe a handful of people playing the, the that double affiliation, and they're they have made changes to it in some way or interesting. Another. Hmm. so well fair enough uh black order at number eight 21 lists almost all duels um i didn't look to see if there was any monos but um yeah maybe not as it's almost in the bottom half not quite but Mm -hmm. maybe not the boogeyman you should be worried about (laughs) that's avengers apparently (laughs) yeah well thanos is we'll get to the characters later but thanos has taken a quite a quite a bit yeah, outside of Black Order. So, yeah. anything else you want to talk about in terms of affiliations? Um, as far as affiliations go, no. But I do want to hit on the total number of signups because um, I think that is huge. We have, oh, what was it, two hundred and seventy? I believe that's insane. Like two hundred and seventy-three, I think is the final number. So for across all four brackets. 274 people playing the season seven TTS league as of right now. Uh, we're still going through and scrubbing everything. Uh, I've got a few that are questionable because we can't find them. So there is some questionable ones, but I believe it is 273 people that are going to be playing. And that is huge. Like I think last season wasn't even at 200, but I could be. No, wrong. I think it was just over 200 if I had to guess. Okay. But yeah, that's almost like a 30-something percent growth. That's kind of crazy. Well, what's crazy is like... was Or 50%. 30%. Okay, less see, I was going to say... Yeah, yeah, sorry. 30%? <laughs> 30, I think, is like the average growth between seasons. Because like season one started with like less than 30 people. Season two was like 60-something. Um, then it just, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And it just goes to show that like people love this game. And even if they have to play online just to get this many games in and show what they got like tts is great i would much rather have this type of event in real per- in real life but that's a <laughs> it's just cool to be able to play from like across the world with people like yeah you have your brackets but once you make it to the cuts you're literally playing people from australia and europe and all over the united states and i just think it's awesome i i'm so glad that the tts leagues have grown as big as they have yeah, I agree, obviously. I mean, who doesn't want more growth, right? More people, the better. Better stats, better competition, like more variety. Like It's it's a win-win. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that covers it for affiliations. So what do you, what do you got next? All right, so we've got our uh, infamous most taken characters list. <laughs> uh, so do you want to start at number one? Uh, or do you want to start somewhere let's, less let's, obvious? Let's let's start with um the the least taken character. Okay, let's, well let's not go through every only, single character. But yeah, let's, of let's, course. We'll start here. <laughs> the only character not taken at all is poor Daredevil. Oh, uh, Daredevil. Yeah, I man, it's not a whole lot to like about Daredevil. Um, unfortunately, I love the character from the comics. He's one of my favorites, but he's yeah. just over overcosted for what he does. Agreed. How, he's also how in, he's only in two affiliations, one of which is defenders, which is never played. Yeah. And then you have webs, which just typically play venom and Voodoo yeah. now. So, <laughs> yeah, I was curious how Wolverine and Colossus compared to daredevil, but, uh, they're at taken 13 times, which is kind of good. That's not terrible. Yep. Wolverine and Colossus are taking the same amount of times, which is interesting. It's probably all in the same amount of list too. Yeah, it's got to be fastball special, right? Yeah, there's got to be 13 fastball specials. I, I'm curious. No, there's only six fastball specials. Huh. Well, interesting. Where do you want to go next? Uh, all right, let's let's just do the fun one. Uh, number one. All right. Uh, to nobody's surprise, Voodoo is number one. 
at 124 picks, which is 46% of lists. So almost half of the list you'll be seeing voodoo. So guaranteed, probably every single game, you're you're probably going to see a voodoo. <laughs> so to compare this to last season, uh, the most taken character last season was Okoye. Yeah. She was also in 124 lists, so it's exactly the same, but she was 63% of the field due to the increased submissions this season. Fair enough. So still pretty insane that one character's taken this many times. I understand why, but it does speak to the balance. All right. And then number two is <laughs> Black Cat. <laughs> also uh, probably to nobody's surprise. Yeah. I I don't know if we really got to say much about that. I don't even want to talk about her a little bit, but I don't know if you want to talk about that now. or Yeah, so later. Black Cat was taken 112 times, 41%. Um, I think this a lot of this is due to hype. Um, yeah. A lot of people talk about negative play experiences with Black Cat and how you should be playing her and she's overpowered and all these things. I, I don't think she is that valuable outside of Web Warriors, Criminals, or maybe Brotherhood and Steve Avengers. Yeah. Um, I think with Steve Avengers, though, they run out of gas. And when you're playing Steve and Black Cat for seven points, your team's going to fall apart in the late game. Yeah, the only situation I see it being super beneficial is if it's like a Cree core or a senator where she can just grab and run it away. Right. Um, other than that, you don't have enough agency in the game to be keeping up with attrition or um, being able to secure all the other points. Correct. Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably going to be disappointed in playing Black Cat. Um, and honestly, Voodoo is her biggest counter, and he's the number one yeah. character. Yeah, I and this is like... People, I had some people asking me why I took Voodoo over Black Cat. Um, one, she gains absolutely nothing for playing in X Force. Uh, two, uh, Voodoo is just like you have agency on technically anywhere between two and three victory points. Um, or sorry, anywhere between one and three victory points for a typical average power cost of three. Um, and he fits in well with the four threat. So it's kind of just like voodoo just makes more sense more often than not. Yeah. Personally, I feel like voodoo is the only character in the game that probably everybody should be playing if they want to compete yeah. like and win games. Black yeah, cat is not that in my opinion. And honestly, I've played a force a lot with black cat and she's even affiliated there. And I found that a force's game plan is typically to be some kind of attrition squad with throws. Mm -hmm. and kill your opponent where black hat like doesn't do that so you there's a high chance that you go down on vps early in the game playing a force and then like black cat is like trying to score you some amount of vps but not contributing to your kill kill plan yeah and it just it wasn't working for me it didn't work out like i needed characters to do attritional work for that squad which is why i say this about black cat yeah um so. Okay, so I have one that I want to talk about because I find this one extremely interesting. And this is the fact that we have 45 Honey Badgers and only 37 X-23s. Um, so one, it shows people are valuing Honey Badger more than 23. And two, it shows that there are people that are completely fine with taking Honey Badger by herself. Um, which is something that I've actually been kind of like talking about and thinking on is honey badger just might be one of the best two threats out there if you're in a kill list um ankle biter is extremely annoying and so is too dangerous to ignore because one she's gonna allow like i'm gonna too dangerous to ignore helios laser just for instance and now your 14 power attack literally is just wasted on a two threat and watch me exceptional healing it too it's hilarious when that happens uh <laughs> like she just I don't know. I, I I honestly think if you're going to kill list, Honey Badger should be definitely in consideration for your list just because like Ankle Biter, let me make somebody who's typically a three threat or a three uh, defense, a two defense. Like it's like that one die changes math so much. Yeah, I think Honey Badger might be the best like kill. Well, I take that back. If you're looking, if you're thinking about playing Honey Badger or Nebula, seeing as how they mm -hmm. both don't play scenario at all. 
Honey Badger brings a lot of like diceless things to disrupt your opponent. Um, Nebula it doesn't. Uh, Nebula is if she she can still roll bad even with her rerolls, and she just feels terrible when that happens. Yep. And there are characters like Black Cat who you just don't <laughs> get your rerolls at all. Absolutely. Um, but Honey Badger, you know, she can taunt to your opponent. She can give you basically double dip incinerates. Um, yeah, I think there's slash, a lot to like slash bitter rivals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so dirty. Um, so here's the last little piece on this is out of those, how many was it? 45 Honey Badgers. Jonathan has only taken 16 times, um, which I actually nowadays think is an absolute mistake. Um I think if you're taking honey badger and you have the space, which that's the hard part. And I can, that's probably the only argument is if you have the space, then Jonathan should probably be in your 10 because Jonathan is just free VPs. And from my experience, I used to be really down on Jonathan, but my, I've been forcing it. And if you're playing a non paid to flip secure, I have on average, I've been keeping track of this. So don't people trying to say I'm fluffing numbers, but on average, Jonathan has scored me, five vps a game um and that's huge like one tactic card scoring me five vps in my opinion that is big so, so does let me yeah let me run this by you you you're playing advanced r&d with cable though as well with this card right cable or strange or um shuri can power it too she goes early but that's a mistake to go early with shuri but typically it's going to be cable or strange powering r&d so you're paying two tactics cards for roughly five vps is that really out of the norm for like the amount of VPs you're looking for your tactics cards to be scoring you? I don't think so. I, and that's why I think when people say you're spending so many tactics cards early game, um, where I think it's worth it is I'm getting so much more out of R and D than just Jonathan. Like I'm, I'm enabling Medusa to Royal decree. I'm enabling if cable is the one who does the R and D I'm enabling strange to do a scalpel from the starting line. I'm enabling, Zemo to get a charge. I'm enabling so many different things than just Jonathan, which makes it absolutely worth it, in my opinion. Um, that end, if I plop Jonathan down, and here's here's another argument against Jonathan, is, oh, my opponent's just going to run onto it. You typically, in these kill lists that you're playing Honey Badger, if you should be putting enough pressure on your opponent that they should never have the opportunity to be able to go remove Jonathan unless you put it in a place where they can. Um, yeah, I would I would say out of the 12 games, I have ran Jonathan. Um, the opponents removed it maybe three times, but then Honey Badger just plops it down where she's at currently. Like I have gotten nothing but good things from Jonathan and I have really maybe regretted taking it like two times. But that's just because I'm trying to figure out where you actually play Jonathan. Um, <laughs> that, that place right now is currently Gamma. I have not enjoyed it so much on gamma but just because i'd rather have field dressing or something like that um jonathan typically feels kind of lackluster on gamma only because you take it for that jank play of let me go get the turn that i can drop jonathan on my opponent's uh gamma shelter and score three with a freaking tactics card like it's it's cute but the likelihood of that happening and coming up before she goes down it has been very very low so that's like the one place where I'm really kind of recommending you don't play Jonathan. Nice. Yeah. I think maybe there's some play there. Um, if, especially if you're willing to devote two tax cards on the right scenario, yeah. I can see it working out. Um, we'll Absolutely. move on to the next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so three and four, are both probably the best two threats and it's toad yeah. and bullseye toad actually beat out bullseye by one 85 to 84. I think that just comes down to his extract game and um, people are more leaning towards single extracts. And if you can get that single extract on toad, like it's, it's going to be a hard time for your opponent if they don't have a cat or a voodoo. Yeah. I've been doing this for a couple months now and it basically comes, if, if toad is able to get your, what I like to call hot potato extract, uh, yeah. the game is often over. He mm -hmm. runs to the corner. Um, you just protect him. And it's just too much of an investment for your opponent to deal with them that they lose either on extracts or secures. It's brutal. Yeah. Uh, I want to say something real quick on this, though. And that is the fact that... Um, oh, what was I going to say now? Okay, so back in Season 5 and 6, I've been trying to convince Sploosh for the longest time that Toad is the best two threat. 
And a lot of people, I think, were had the Okoye tinted glasses on and were distracted by how good Okoye was that nobody was really playing the extract game with Toad. Um, I was doing it in my spider foes for a long time, and it worked really well there. And I'm glad to see Toad is in his rightful position as one of the best two threats. Yeah, so I think part of this, well, the biggest factor is that Brotherhood is so popular. Yeah. The second biggest factor is that that you cannot force a fight down the middle anymore due Mm -hmm. to random crises and not having enough E extract, E crises. Um, So Toad is able to shine and then the the board is spread out more and he can be less disturbed to, you know, take things. Whereas, you know, in the Sam Wilson meta and that whole time, the game devolved into just beam town down the middle. Mm. And, you know, Toad's not really going to do you a whole lot of good there. Also, two threat bullseye just didn't exist. Yeah, that as well. And bullseye is just pure money right now. Um, I don't know how else to put it. Like he's just solid. Like, let me do two free damage a turn. Like, good luck. Like, <laughs> you're, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so good. Like, like how many times have you left an opponent on one where you're just like, man, I wish I had like just one more damage. Plus, his spender just wasn't changed at all, mm-hmm. and it's kind of insane on a two threat. <laughs> I've learned. Yeah, like it's just it's solid, and then yep. you got so many criminals playing, and Bullseye is guaranteed in every single one of those lists. For sure. If not, that's kind of silly. I like it though. I I, I think that this is very indicative or um, correct with the fact of where these two are. I think these two are definitely the tops of the the two threats currently. Yeah, I agree. Um, rounding out your, what do you want to do? Top ten. Yeah, let's go ahead and finish off the top 10. Uh, You said Lizard's number 5. Yep, Lizard is at 5. Juggernaut at 6. Rogue 7. Hulk 8. Hood 9. Scarlet Witch 10. So, I think out of all these, the one that surprises me the most is Hood. Yeah, I I was just talking with Sploosh, and we're happy to see Hood being so high. He's great. Um, I'm happy a lot of people are playing him. He's... He's really, really great. He's probably Criminal's best three threat if you... Him and Black Cat are their best three threats, in my opinion. I would completely agree. Yeah, like, his, he just has Medpack on his card. Like, and when you're in an yeah. affiliation where all of your guys are tanky and want to survive, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Like, there he is. Um, so, I love Hood. He's great. Hulk's number eight. Um, <laughs> a little terrifying. I have not enjoyed playing into Hulk. Oh, it's um, absolutely. If you guys don't have a plan for Hulk, um, you better start thinking of what you can do with your roster to take care of them. Yeah. I mean, now that a lot of the size pushes got restricted now, it's hard to move Hulk. He also has a teleport. <laughs> he hits decently hard. He's hard to kill. Like he's splashed. I noticed a lot of guardians players are splashing Hulk. Um, not really surprising. A lot of the Avengers players are playing Hulk, of course. Juggernaut, yeah, he's number six, probably because of Criminals and Brotherhood being so popular. He's great in both I think, places. I think a lot of people are going to be trying to splash Juggernaut, which I don't necessarily think is the right play. Um, I think he's good in, in Syndicate, of course. I think he's good in Brotherhood. But outside of those two, like, what's he really gaining you besides being a deceptively fast mover for an extract play? Um, I don't know. I just feel like taking him outside of those two might not be the best. Yeah, well, he can't steal extracts unless he has some kind of help. Um, yeah. Both of his Brotherhood leaderships let him do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so not really a surprise there. And obviously, he's probably the most durable character. One of the most durable characters in the game, not even just for his threat value. So it's not a surprise. And he's fast, so it makes perfect sense he's played in Criminals. Agreed. Um, Blizzard, number five, no surprise still. Criminals, Brotherhood, both play this character. More so Criminals, but yeah, he's it's one of the best three threats in the game. So, um, Rogue, number seven, I think that's just a lot of people realize that she's just a solid four threat. Like, there's she's not broken, she's not gonna like do absolutely crazy things, but she has, in my opinion, she has fairly good consistency and she's going to do something every single turn except for round one unless you have means of giving her power. So like Avengers, she's going to be solid brotherhood where she's affiliated surprisingly, but she's going to be really good in there. 
Yeah, I love Rogue. I she's really great. I do obviously I rate Voodoo the, the number one fourth threat yep. in the game, and I probably rate Black Panther and Vision as two and three mm-hmm. in either order. But then Rogue is probably right after them. Yeah, I would completely agree with that statement. Black Panther is still a solid character. It's yeah. it's crazy like how little Black Panther. Okay, where's Black Panther at all this? I'm kind of he is number now. forty actually at twenty nine takes. Oh, wow. So I, I I agree. Like Black Panther is like solid. It just I feel like a lot of people don't think that they can splash Black Panther, whereas you totally can if you want to tank a character. Like he's still hard to take out. Yeah, he's insanely durable for his threat, and he, I mean, he's fast and he has guaranteed control. There's a lot to like about Black Panther. He's I mean, he's been a competitive staple since the beginning of the game. Agreed. Uh, number ten has Scarlet Witch. Um, this one honestly kind of surprises me, other than the fact that Brotherhood is the second most taken affiliation. Um, I don't really know how I feel about this. I feel like a lot of people are probably splashing her just because she has good damage output. Um, but she she dies really easily in my experience. And so I could see a lot of Steve Avengers playing Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Um, she likes the leadership for the most part, and obviously she hits quite hard. Um. The brother Brotherhood players should be playing Scarlet Witch if they're not. So, yeah, not a surprise I, I, that she's pretty popular. I will agree with that. But uh, let's talk about this one. This one's a this. And I think we can move on from this. But um, Medusa being the fifty-one with only twenty-two people taking Medusa. Talk about how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Enchantress right behind her too. So, yeah, yeah, I um. I think Medusa is still really solid. Her yep. biggest problem is that Inhumans are so unpopular and A-Force is not super popular, but has issues. So she's just not a splash tier character anymore, but solid in affiliation. And when your affiliations are unpopular, it leads to this. Yeah, I still love Medusa. I hadn't been playing her for a while. And then Johnny Pastrami basically convinced me to just give her another shot in X-Force, and she still does the stupid stuff in X-Force that she used to do. So, But you're also like doubling down on those rerolls, so it's like your likelihood of getting Flurry is a little bit better than normal, and that's where her money is, is being able to do the Flurries and have board control with her pushes off of her attacks. Um, and that just, I, I don't know, we can get into this in a little bit, but I love Royal Decree. It's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, Medusa is one of my favorite characters to play in this game. I've said that for a long time. It's because of that yeah. superpower. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, uh, so I have a couple stats. Yeah, there's a couple okay. of things left. So Steve Rogers has taken two more times than Sam Wilson. Um, so expect to see Steve more than Sam in Avengers. Um, a very notice- noticeable statistic here is that Thanos has taken... 38 times, number 18, and Corvus and Proxima are down at 52 and 53. Um, so I expect to see Thanos splashed without Black Order uh, more than you probably would expect. Um, I guess it makes sense because he's the only character in the game that has basically multiple bows now. Yeah. And he's only one roster slot. That's very true. Um, okay, so one thing, question, riddle me this, riddle me this. Why is Proxima taking more than Corvus? By one, I might add. Yeah. But uh, Proxima is actually a really great splash character. Um, in my list, particularly, I play her, if I want to play six wide web warriors at 17, her and Toad mm-hmm. are the fifth and sixth characters. Um, so I've really enjoyed her in that spot, and I, I almost think it. I don't even know who I would replace her with. Some people would play Lizard, but I think Proxima has some merits over Lizard that I enjoy. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I I could see her as a splash character. It's not that crazy. Fair enough. Um, Anything else you want to cover for this? Not really. Uh, everything else is mostly... <laughs> Top 10 is pretty eye-opening about Voodoo, I suppose. But yeah, we've talked about that. and No, I think I'm good. I still think my like craziest thing in here is probably the fact that Honey Badger has taken like what eleven more times in twenty three. Um, yeah, I imagine if one took one more than the other, it would have been twenty three taken more than Honey Badger. So like, I think it's I think it's eight times, but yeah, uh, Honey Badger is sitting at fourteen and twenty three oh, sitting at twenty two. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's just it's just crazy to me. Um, but I, I, it's like I said earlier, I think Honey Badger is really good, and so is Twenty Three. But it just it's it's really interesting to see what people think about characters and how this list panned out as far as um ranking of who's taken the most. I I like it. It's really cool. Yeah, I mean, another small one is Iron Fist has taken almost twice as much as Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, I think part of that maybe has to do with Midnight Suns, but yeah. people still seem to favor Iron Fist, I guess. Uh, can agree. All right. Well, cool. Uh, that's really interesting. I, I like this. I like looking down at season seven and seeing what people are thinking is good versus what is um, all that. And like like the fact that like Voodoo 124 times, like literally taken almost, almost half of rosters is just, awesome oh sorry uh, one last thing oh, so uh for the listeners i have not done the stats on the crises or the tactics cards uh, i did this very impromptu in place of jacob uh but i did notice one thing is that <laughs> indomitable is the most taken tactics card in the game uh according to the sheet right Diz? yes and right after that i believe is medpack and or is it brace and medpack uh, medpack then brace medpack then brace and i think field dressing is at number four but it drops off tremendously after those top three yeah like um, <laughs> pretty much everybody's taken indomitable as far as we could tell because we didn't go through the spreadsheet and pick it up exactly but according to the, the graph it's it's pretty insane that indomitable is the most and then shortly after that's medpack and then brace and then field dressing yeah, so the med pack really surprised me. I, I think everyone should probably be playing Brace for sure. Yeah. There's no surprise there, but especially in all this Brotherhood players, but uh, mm-hmm. and Hulks and whatever. But seeing med packs so high compared to field dressing seems crazy to me. I, I don't. I probably would not play med pack outside of Web Warriors, Black Order, and um, Criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, field dressing just has so much value in everything else I feel. And it's also like the hardest card for black order to deal with. And I think with black order being splash, you probably won't see grievous wounds that much, Mm. which is shocking to me that not more people are playing field dressing. Yeah. I, I just feel like people are like one. Um, let's talk about influencers influencing. (laughs) Um, we talked about like the 18 days of Christmas that we did. Like uh, we talked about pretty much every single roster having indomitable. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that has an impact on people's perception of the card. I do know there are some people out there that think that indomitable really isn't worth it just because like I can have a list that has four displacements and indomitable is only stopping one of them. Um, like let's talk about Thanos, for example, he could literally cause a portal you and then space gem or not space, gem, but mind gem you and indomitable is only stopping no, the, Donald uh, doesn't stop any of that. Doesn't it stop uh, Space Jam? No. Space Jam is a place. Indomitable stops push and throw. Oh, I thought so it, against, reason I was, Oh, I'm thinking of Mind, mind, mind Jam. Mind Jam's an advance. Mind Jam is an, is an advance, yes. It's like bow. So the only thing that Black Order, that Indomitable stops from Black Order is Thanos' wild throws on his builder. Maybe I'm remembering. Yeah, I'm remembering Indomitable wrong then. I thought it was going to stop the advances as well. Yeah, honestly, I don't even know if I would... Black Order really wants Indomitable because getting thrown medium by Hulk is terrible, but the big yeah. reason I'm playing the card is because of Juggernaut's throw card. Yes, <laughs> yes, that, which, that's the only reason why I have it. Yeah, the fact that Do You Know Who I Am is out of activation is completely insane. Um, so I mostly play Indomitable for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if it gets restricted, I'm a lot more scared of Juggernaut's card. <laughs> Yeah, I would be too. It's pretty bonkers. All right. Um, I guess the other thing we could also hit on is I think this is kind of interesting. Again, this one's not a for sure number because it's just off of the responses, not off of the actual spreadsheet that's been scrubbed. But Demons Downtown is being the highest secure and then Hammers by a landslide being the highest extract. Um. I think those are very interesting statistics to look at. I'm very surprised to see demons so high. Yes. Um, but maybe not because... Voodoo? It, so I think there's a few things. 
Brotherhood and Guardians probably like demons. They just want to murder you. Uh, Demons also has a second effect of being bad for web warriors and criminals, Mm -hmm. which are been stated by multiple people to be top tier affiliations. So um, it's not really a surprise. Or I I guess when I think about it in those terms, it makes sense. And honestly, Avengers doesn't dislike demons either if they're playing some kind of Sam Spam variant. Fair enough. Um, Well, but Hammers, sorry, I got a couple of things. Sam Hammers is still the only evenly distributed like extract that you pick up. Yeah, and everybody thinks they're good at it. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I think people are just very afraid to give the priority player an advantage, which uh, makes sense to me. I, Mm -hmm. uh, I I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think that's partially why we haven't seen more even extracts yeah. because it, I was talking to solution. It creates like this game of chicken where like I take one side hammer, you take your side hammer and then we don't have to engage because we have a VP parody. Um, so I don't know. There's some interesting discussion points around that, but it's, it's not surprising why it's so popular. Yeah, I can agree. I like hammers. I'm playing hammers. So, but I also have potential ways as long as the person can't like, get away i have potential ways to get the hammer off of them because of how much damage potential 23 has yeah i think hammers is also kind of scary to run nowadays when you have voodoo's running around everywhere yeah voodoo you can just immediately and... lose all your hammers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah black hat can only steal one but voodoo can make you drop all he'd be a yeah a sling um oh gosh what's a slot machine slot machine of hammers <laughs> <laughs> yeah not great yeah not so much uh anything else you want to cover or do you want to move on to lists no we can move on all right cool uh let's talk about yours because i think people are more interested to hear about what you've done to your list are you still running your lvo list or did you change it or are you running something completely different yeah uh so i'm restoring my lvo list i put a tremendous amount of work into it i uh i love playing it um the only things i've changed are uh, Infinity is out for superpowered scoundrels. Um, mm-hmm. I would have played that secure at LVO if I had access to it. Uh, it's really the missing piece. I always felt like the third secure was not favorable or iffy, but now I have three very favorable secures. Um, I have game plans into criminals that I'm pretty happy about, so I think it's the way to go. All right, so quick question if you're like willing to talk about it, because I know there's some things that you're good to talk and some things are eh. Um, scoundrels, are you playing Web Warriors or Black Order on that? So you can play both, <laughs> which is why I like it so much. Uh, they're both very good on it, uh, mostly for the reasoning that Web Warriors can play wide, whatever they get the cover, which is great. And uh, Thanos has tremendous amounts of control. Yeah, he, uh, he can kind of park himself in the of middle and just control everything in the table. So. Yeah, because it's like it's because he could probably reach range four to each of the objectives from the middle, can't he? Uh, yeah, it's very close, if not. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny to think about. (laughs) I'm scared of that scenario. I'm not going to lie. I have, I have a game plan for it. Um, but I'm actually kind of scared. And the sad thing is, is I don't think I've practiced it, but once because nobody's playing it that I've ran against. Um, and I know I keep forgetting to play into it. Yeah. So I think that that secure is going to be a huge part of the game. Um, I think criminals and web warriors, and Black Order play it exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And everyone else plays it significantly worse than them. And the VPs can just get out of hand. It's also terrible for Guardians. And maybe even Brotherhood with all their ranged attackers. Um, Guardians really hate to see the secure. <laughs> I can't state that enough. Uh, oddly enough, I don't think X-Force doesn't mind it to be completely honest that's a double negative but um experts really doesn't mind it because of 23 being so mobile um I, yeah the fact that x-force kind of can play melee now due to yeah. 23 and whatnot it's less of an issue but before obviously all their characters were oh yeah no. <laughs> if if i had to play scoundrels with the old meta of uh if you had deadpool, deadpool that's gotta yeah. be terrible yeah no it's like, sure, he can go sit on the point and not get moved, but... Uh, He's not doing anything else. He ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Oh, man. 
that's cool though i i like that i think that's actually pretty interesting to see uh what else have you changed with your list uh so in the lvo list i had disarm mostly because there was nothing else to play but now i have indomitable's in obviously um, yeah i honestly like it that card a lot more with black order mm-hmm. um, it's going to be hard to not play you know med pack brace indomitable sacrifice mothership in every black order game um you're able to just keep Corvus alive and in place so that they can't disrupt you really. Um, so that's, those are the only two changes. Uh, I would have done that at LVO if I had it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so just very, very minor changes, basically same game plan. Um, if anybody wants to figure out how to beat DeLuca, you can just go listen to what last week's episode yeah, last week's episode, I've done like a thing with Chewy. I've done a thing with some other people. <laughs> yeah, people have wanted to talk, have me talk about it, and I, honestly, it's a lot of it. A lot of piloting is just game knowledge reps. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess I'll. I guess let's set Splushes and Jacobs real quick. They're basically playing the same thing. Yeah. So let me sure. look at Jacobs' list. But I know Sploosh is... They're both playing Criminals in Black Order. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So I believe Jacob's running Voodoo and Sploosh is not? Uh, Sploosh is not running Voodoo. No. So Sploosh has Black Panther and Juggernaut. And Jacob, hold on. Sorry, I'm, I'm pulling it out. Oh, it's fine. Okay. Okay. So Sploosh has Black Panther and Jacob does not. Jacob also does not have Juggernaut and Sploosh does. Um, Sploosh is not running Voodoo and he's not running Thanos. So I guess I should say... Sploosh is just CS then. That's right. Sploosh is mono CS, but he has Corvus and Proxima as a nutrition option. So I'm going to say this because he's not here. Um, Sploosh needs to let go. He just needs to let it go. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, get, I get my opportunities. I mean, I think Corvus is fine in CS, but man, he relies on Corvus a lot. <laughs> so I think I disagree. I, I think criminals do need some kind of attrition option. Yeah. Um, maybe they can do it in affiliation. Um, I think maybe they could do it in affiliation when Daredevil comes out. The yeah, new Daredevil. I completely agree with that. Yeah. I think that's probably going to be the way to go. But until then, I think Corvus Proxima has some legs. And oh, no, I think Corvus, more. yeah. I think out of all the lists, I think Corvus Proxima is here. I, just, I can't help but give him a little flack because he, I swear yeah. he's trying to shove Corvus Proxima to every single Yeah, list. he loves Corvus Proxima. Uh, and it's hard to not love those characters when you're trying to just kill people and they're the best characters to kill people. Yeah. Can But I mean, he did very well at LVO with this. He doesn't, people don't talk about him enough because unfortunately I had to play him and he got knocked yeah. out. But if he had to play anybody else in the field, there's a high chance that he wins those games. Yeah, because he went undefeated um, on Saturday, didn't he? He did, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So if him and I were able to dodge each other, there's a high chance that we saw would have saw each other in the final. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, Omnis had something to do with this. <laughs> well, uh, Omnis said that he shuffled the pairings twice, and he got that result twice, so it was that's, meant to be. That's hilarious. Uh, love, love to see it. Uh, but yeah, that's, I don't really know much about what they're doing with their list. I mean, I've like played with Spooch quite a few times, and I know one of the games I played was like one of his deciding factors that he was going with Jugs in CS because it's how stupid he can be. Um, yeah, on herbs too. Yeah, so we could talk about previous TTS winners lists if you want. Uh, well, so- I guess we should probably cover mine real quick oh yeah let's um, do yours <laughs> I, talk, I feel like i've I heard talk. you so many times but yes <laughs> i know i think i think everybody has yeah. probably nobody wants to hear it just because they see it everywhere uh but real quick uh let's run it down oh where is my list at do 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 so real quick we got x-force of course and we're running cable badger 23 domino uh voodoo medusa Strange Sorcerer Supreme, Shuri, Zemo, and Bullseye. 
And we are taking Demons, Gamma, and Infinity. And then Alien Ship, Hammers, and Senators. And then for Tactics, we got the R&D, Bitter Rivals, Blind Obsession, Cat and Mouse, Field Dressing, Indomitable, Jonathan, Mark for Death, and No, no Matter the Cost, and Exceptional Healing. Um, I guess if you have any questions, it's probably the best way to go about this, uh, instead of me just rambling. Yeah, yeah, so... Why are you playing hammers instead of scroll? But you have the other two hot potatoes. <laughs> um, one, I like eighteen more than seventeen. Seventeen's fine. Like I'm not afraid to play seventeen because seventeen I can do cable badger twenty three, Medusa or Voodoo, uh, which is probably Voodoo for scrolls. Um, and then any of my three threats that I have, I could go Shuri, Domino, or Zemo. Um, I don't mind seventeen. I like hammers a lot mostly because I have a lot of agency to, if my opponent does not have a way to grab a hammer and back off, I have a lot of damage potential that I'm more than likely going to be dazing whoever picked up the hammer. Um, as long as it's not somebody like Lizard or something like that, which if it's Lizard, I, that's like a 1 in like 30 chance that I daze him off the get. But it's just like there's so much damage potential in this list from every single one of the characters, minus like Bullseye or Honey Badger. Um everyone else is like or Shuri. like so there's like seven characters that have super spiky damage um like strange 23 medusa domino zemo uh voodoo even in my opinion um so like most of the list is spiky and i've had it to where i'm able to get three hammers round one instead of just the two uh, because the opponent either overextends or something like that or they don't respect 23 and Badger, and then 23 ends up holding my opponent's home hammer because they just overextended a little bit or decided to hit Badger. Um, so I'm kind of playing on the whole people don't respect the pair enough yet, and that's kind of what's been helping out with hammers. I think maybe mid-roster swap, I'll probably be switching it to scrolls, but currently I'm just enjoying hammers because six dice on all these people is insane. Uh, Medusa getting hammers, bad news. Cable getting a hammer is bad news. 23 getting a hammer is bad news. And Strange is... Like, any of these characters getting a hammer is just really bad news, in my opinion. Um, plus, all the innate rerolls just double downs on that. So I've yeah, been I also, hammers uh, more. I think Cable is actually one of the better hammer holders in the game. Yeah. Because uh, his biggest issue is he just doesn't roll enough dice. <laughs> and he also sits so far back while being pretty tanky that he can safely hold your VPs while getting yeah. benefit out of it. Um, absolutely i hate having to take hammers onto melee characters and run up in the middle as if they die you just lose vps and it's just doubly bad yeah. like the only reason 23 is ever getting a hammer is because she picked it up on somebody she dazed um because right. one she has a hammer it makes it harder to play exceptional um don't like it medusa i'm okay with picking up a hammer just because she's got six health she's not as easy to take on one shot um and it just gives me better chances for the flurries but yeah, for if sure. If I could pick my hammer carriers, it's going to be Cable and, and Strange. Like, they're the yeah. ones more likely picking up the hammers. That makes sense. Um, and then yeah, Senators. Yeah. Senators. I picked Senators over Scrolls. I was going to go out of Scrolls at Senators or Research. Um, but I figured Senators is best just because a lot of people really don't like 14, and I'm not too upset with my 14 because I could play Cable, Badger 23, and Voodoo on Senators, which is actually kind of oppressive. Yeah, I, I know you've been doing a lot of work on this list, and yeah, <laughs> uh, the X Force channel and the other Discord is the the Dizzard calling room. It's, it's I've taken over Merzane's spot as leading the cult of Crossbones and transformed it into the cult of X Force. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, but no, it's a fun list. It's it's good times. Yep, I hope it, I hope it works out for you. I think. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it has some legs. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, I think probably the most questionable thing people probably look at this and wonder is why am I playing Gamma when CS is a big threat? Um, I, I can see that being a big question. And the only reason is because I can run Cable 23, Badger, Shuri, and Bullseye at 15. And Shuri alone just kind of like makes CS like it, in my opinion, it's in, and in practice. CS doesn't get the middle point with Shuri because of how annoying she is. Um, and then I have so much killing power from 23 that CS really has not stood a chance on the Gamma. Right, yeah. 
obviously juggernaut can be a little bit of an issue yes now, <laughs> he, he's the one but cable's great also, juggernaut. yeah you also hit on energy a lot so juggernaut yeah. really does not want to see that well not only that but it's like honey badger should be next to juggernaut and cable's then rolling five dice into two dice um and then if i can get bitter rivals up juggernaut's now rolling one die um right so it's yeah that's true so cable doesn't actually have an issue taking out juggernaut which is funny yeah i guess it's kind of thematic yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that's cool uh do you want to move on to other stuff yeah yeah i I pretty much said all my bits about everything else so i am completely fine um what's a list that is submitted that stands out to you uh well morgan reed is playing guardians Mm. which is uh surprising to me i well maybe not i don't know um I just know on his cast, he said that he wasn't sure if he was going to stick to Guardians. It doesn't look like he's going the Swarm variant of Guardians. He has Angela, you know, Hulk, uh, Thanos, double jump Thanos, that is. Uh, mm-hmm. Black Cat. So, I don't know. He seems like he has a lot of like mixed game plans, so we'll see if that works out for him. Um, he's definitely not going the all-in, you know, murder your face-off Guardians, it seems. So... Uh, Pat Dunford is playing Steve and Sam Wilson Avengers. Um, yeah, I probably expected Avengers from Pat to be honest, but I probably wasn't expecting the Steve. Yeah, I was expecting Sam just because of how hot he is on Sam, and so the Steve one, the Steve flex is a little bit of a surprise, but yeah. also not at the same time. Yeah, outside of that, it's not uh, that. That crazy looking. I think he's got a lot of game, a lot of things. Who else we got? Sooner actually made a last minute submission. He is competing this season. Yep, Sooner's in, and so is Cookie. Because Cookie wasn't going to play either, and they're both yes. playing Guardians. <laughs> uh, that's not true. Cookie oh, is what? playing Guardians. Uh, Cookie's playing like a run up the middle with as many characters as possible and murder your face off Guardians. Yeah. Uh, Sooner is actually playing Wakanda. With Gambit oh, right. and Hulk. I thought he had the Guardians flex with there too, though. I don't think so. Uh, no, I'm curious. I could have sworn he had the flex. No, he doesn't have Star Lord. He, he's he has Angela, Black Cat, Black Panther, Voodoo, Gambit, Hulk, Iron Fist, Akoya, Shuri, Toad. Oh wow! I even looked at his list and I was just like, "Wow, cool Guardians and Wakanda," and not even realizing he's not even playing. Nope, Guardians he's at playing all. Mono Wakanda. Back to his roots. Back to his roots. That's awesome. Good for him. Sad uh, to see how he does with that. Other TTS winners aren't playing. I don't think. No Ulysses, no Esmond. So Morgan, yeah. Pat's won twice. So that's six. Yeah, that's fair. Um, um I there's actually not as much Black Order splash as I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, is a big thing. Um, I guess it's not really a surprise. If the knowledge just got out that Black Order Splash was good recently, it, it takes reps to like get used to them and like why you would be playing them. I also think there's a lot of lists that don't need to be playing Black Order. Um, so no, that's completely fair. Um, I guess my biggest question then is going to be what do you think if anything is going to change up mid-season swap because mid-season swap is going to be, be before strange and fury even come out yeah interesting uh i don't know i i feel like it'll be a lot of people honestly my biggest hot take is pete a lot of people will cut black cat yeah they'll, they'll realize how she's not working for them yeah maybe maybe three games isn't enough for people to realize it uh, yeah but that's that's my guess i could be wrong but Maybe I can I'm see not. that. I, I can see Cat going down and Voodoo going even more up. Um, yeah. Yes. I could also see. I, also I, could, see, al- I could see field dressing going higher. Yep. Um, I could also see Badger possibly going down a little bit. Um, I feel like a lot of people are going to be jamming her, but not being able to use her to her max efficiency. Which I also wouldn't be surprised in seeing more Hulkbusters yes. as a splash. Uh, there's a lot of juggernauts and hulks running around 
And, you know, Hulkbuster lives up to his name. It's pretty good at dealing with those kinds of characters. Yeah, because he can actually push Hulk two times. Yeah, he can push him twice. He can, you know, Hulkbuster Spender can kind of mess those characters up. They can't yeah. clap you back. So. And worst case scenario, you just Helios them. Um. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what the Helios numbers are. I uh, obviously don't have the tactics cards ready. Let me see. Uh, Helios. Give me one second. Helios, 23 times. Yeah, so looking at there's how many Avengers? 39, so two-thirds yeah. That's or half, bad. roughly. Yeah. yeah, I think Helios is quite good. So. Fair enough. Well, is there anything that you want to hit on going into Season 7? Oh, I guess we got some things that we could talk about. I almost forgot about that stuff. Um, So some stuff that Sploosh wrote down, because he was going to be here, but then he had to dip out because it was getting too late but attrition team versus objective team in the same roster and i know you guys talked about this a little bit do you want to expand on that a little bit sure so i think a lot because of the nature of the crisis system now uh things sometimes you will be put you can't force things i should say so yeah you have to be flexible and there's not enough of one kind of crisis usually to force a game plan which leads to you kind of need an option for playing objective and you need an option for attrition. Uh, and I think the best lists do that at the moment. Mm -hmm. If you're singular in your vision, you're going to run into scenarios where you have issues. Um, so I, we did this with our brotherhood list that we'd made on the stream last week. Um, and you can obviously play like the narrow Magneto list with Scarlet Witch and Juggernaut and and whoever else Rogue and just fight down the middle and kill people. Yeah. Or you could it even has an option to play, you know, Mystique led super wide with Quicksilver and Black Cat and Toad and Bullseye and uh whoever else. And you can play the scenario game. Um so Well, I think I think another good example of this is I don't I hate to I I don't hate it, but I'm sure people are sick of it. Bring up my list again, but um, a lot of the picks that came in late in the thing is really just to really do this. Like, X Force is good at killing, but not so great at objectives. So we see Shuri come in and Voodoo come in, who are just amazing at objectives. Um, and I, it really kind of makes the list be able to do that dual purpose with only one leader, even. Yeah, I'm doing something similar with Panther instead of Shuri, but yeah, the idea is the same. So I actually really agree with that. And because I was reading when you guys put that and I was like, what are you guys going on about? <laughs> uh, but no, it makes complete sense because I literally did just that um, with my list. So I think it's really kind of interesting. And it is probably something that people should be aware of is you really do need to be able to handle both sides of the coin. Because if you are an attrition team and you're just attrition, dice will fail you. Like there's going to be that time you need to create an out for yourself that you can just go focus on the objectives instead of trying to kill people. Yeah, it's important to have, I mean, honestly, I think roster building has become more complex. I think in the past, a lot of the complexity was on turn zero, like in the game, it's like you roll prio and now you have this huge decision tree of what do I play? Yeah. Whereas that's very fast now. You only pick one thing and you move on. But now a lot of that has been offloaded to roster construction because you need to account for all these possibilities that just would never happen in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think the best lists have answers into all if, or a lot, if not all scenarios that they could be put on. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just the nature of the new world and you'll see people who put in the work in that aspect to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, another thing that he had put was oddball swarm team, all gas, no breaks. I don't really know what he's meaning by this, but I'm sure you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we were talking about how maybe like this, a guardians list that just spams characters can kind mm -hmm. of do both. Um, obviously their attrition is dicey, but, um, they just have body like bodies is kind of a solution to playing objective as well. Right. Yeah. I think you either can swarm bodies and overwhelm, or you can, displace your opponent and score points similar to like a Wakanda. You mm. need to be doing one or the other. So maybe that's why 
Sam was so good in season five because it was just amazing. It was the the swarm. Well, Sam, he wasn't playing seven plus characters. Really, most people were not. They were playing yeah. five to six, but Enchantress and Vision did all of that work for them. So not only did they have probably the above average number of characters, but they also had ridiculous amounts of control. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is that the swarm is making up for the Enchantress? I, I don't know if I'm saying it's making up, but I'm saying it's it's another avenue towards playing scenario. All right, so that's probably just going to end it for the talk. We kind of hit a lot of statistics. It's a little um, different than normal episode, but season seven starting, and this is pretty much the biggest news going on in MCP at the moment. So I would like to wish everybody who is participating good luck and enjoy your games over the next few weeks. And we'll see how this meta shakes uh, shakes up with 200 and what, what was it? Again? I forget 273 people. So almost 300 people. So I think this is probably going to be the most accurate data, especially coming into a new meta, um, which is interesting to see. Yeah, I do have one thing. I do think that LVO has influenced us quite a bit uh, yep. in the in the respect that Voodoo and Black Cat were drilled into people's brains uh, if they were not before. Yeah, absolutely. If LVO didn't happen, I would have been surprised. to I, I would have been interested to see what the Voodoo and Black Cat numbers would have been. Yeah, I, I am kind of curious about that. Like, Especially because people are just no, talking nothing but Black Cat and how oppressive she is. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, oh, that will wrap us up. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our opinions. Please note, as time continues, some information may become outdated, but we will do our best to refresh some of the more prevalent episodes to be current. Be sure to check out Across the Bifrost Nexus, where you can find all of your MCP content. And a big thank you to Discount Games Inc. and Blackgate Games, where you can find all of your MCP needs. And then a huge thank you to Atomic Mass Games for developing a game we all enjoy and love. We'll see you next time in the Danger Room.